the mysterious disappearance of a 30-year-old mother has captivated residents of central Pennsylvania for over three decades. With potential connections to other unsolved crimes, a history of allegations made by local residents, and no new information from the Attorney General's office since they took over the case in 2018, small-town theories, conspiracies, and suspicions continue to run rampant today. This is the cold case of Barbara Miller. About last night, a true crime podcast. Welcome back to About Last Night. I'm your host, Anna Wiest, an advocate for justice, with Francis Scarcella, reporter from The Daily Item. Here's what we know so far. Barbara Miller disappeared on June 30th, 1989, after attending her best friend's wedding. Her ex-boyfriend and a lead suspect in this case reported her missing five days later. Other suspects have also been mentioned throughout the past 30 years, including Roy Harold and Harry Catherman. Yet, no arrest has been made. Barb Miller was declared dead in 2002, and police continue to search for her today. The investigation into the disappearance of Barb Miller had been cold for years since she went missing in 1989, with no new information to ease the suffering of Miller's friends and family. In 2002, Sunbury Detective Deg Stark announced that he was reopening the case. So the cold case of Barbara Miller, well, I should say the case of Barbara Miller, it goes cold for... 13 years until 2002 when Sunbury Detective Deg Stark announces that he is reopening it. Do you know why Deg Stark took such an interest in this case? Uh, Deg Stark was actually a member of the force at the time, and uh, he had much, much invested into this case, and Deg Stark is a good man. Uh, He has done a lot on this, and Deg Stark is a person that will tie up any loose ends, and he will not go forward unless there's that ultimate beyond reasonable doubt. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know this is a case that has always bothered Dig Stark. Uh, Dig Stark always wanted a conclusion one way or another. And this is one of those for a guy who had a long life in, in uh, law enforcement that uh, may never get that closure that he wanted. So s- obviously some new information had come in and uh, he-, he rose to the occasion. I mean, I, I will say that. Stark re-examined the case and then visited various locations in the area to investigate. After receiving tips that Miller's remains may have been located in caves outside of Sunbury, Detective Stark enlisted the help of Kim Zellers of White Deer Search and Rescue. This team traveled to an area known as the Canyon in 2005. The Canyon is a water-filled strip mine in Treverton, Pennsylvania, about 11 miles from Sunbury. Once inside the cave, Zeller's cadaver dog, Bullet, alerted on various areas. The dog found a scarf and pieces of burned newspaper in the cave. These items were collected as potential evidence, but their connection to Barbara Miller was never confirmed. You know what led him to the caves? Like, I just, I heard it was, like, receiving tips, do yeah, you know? Yeah, I believe that there was probably, I, I didn't see those those court documents, but I, I believe there was probably tips. You just don't magically show up there. So I mm-hmm. think there was a couple different tips that led him there. And uh, they brought in some uh, cadaver dogs, and uh, they alerted on some human. And uh, apparently they found clothing, and, and some of that clothing, uh, they said, was Barb Miller's. 
whether it was or wasn't, I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. but that's what they said. So, so that's what the up, dogs. Well, the dogs alerted on human, so yeah. they'll always alert on human. Now, now when they got the stuff, everybody that was the you know the the small town rumors again. Oh, they found her clothes. They found her clothes. Mm-hmm. The caves were known for underage drinkers back then, and for yeah. not even underage, just drinkers. And they'd right. go back there, and there was fire pits, and they would so hang out there. So it was never confirmed never that confirmed. these clothes were actually burnt. Absolutely not. Never confirmed. Yeah, they also said that they found, like, some burnt pieces of newspaper again. Kids went back there and drank. Yeah. Adults went back there and drank. It was just a hangout spot. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, every town has one of those places where they go, you know. I, I always I always re- refer it to, which is way beyond your time, but people out there, uh, you know, across the world will understand what I'm talking about, uh, is Happy Days. It was the inspiration point of Sunbury. And, mm-hmm. and for you that don't know what that is, that was a, Happy Days was a show back in the 80s where uh, they used to go to this, uh, like, abandoned area, and there was all, and all the kids would go out there, and they would park, and they would, you know, make out, and they would have all their, you know, doings out of there. Mm-hmm. So that's... The caves to me was the inspiration point of Sunbury. Mm-hmm. So you can't really trust that anything they found there was connected to the case, but you also don't know if it wasn't connected to the case. Big Stark followed up on the lead, and I give him all the credit in the world. And now a quick word from our sponsors. The America's Hose Company has been serving Sunbury and the surrounding community since 1893. Today, they respond to emergencies with multiple ambulance crews and a tower within the Sunbury Fire Department. Their social club is a hot spot for many Sunbury locals looking for a relaxed environment and a home-cooked meal after a long day on the job. Their menu offers the classics along with a new special every day at an affordable price for the whole family. Come and enjoy yourself for good food, good drinks, and good friends. The same team also searched the former home of Barbara Miller at 239 Penn Street. Here, the same cadaver dog alerted on the dirt floor of the basement and investigators took samples. The police never revealed what they found or if they found anything at all. They only suggested that they still did not have enough evidence to move forward. So he also, he took the cadaver dogs to visit the home that Barb Miller lived in. Do you know if there was something specific that led them to like reinvestigate, to research her house? I think at that point they just, uh, the case was open again mm-hmm. and, uh, they did receive, uh, some funding. I know that. So they received some funding through the state uh, for the case and, uh, they exhausted all resources and really opened it and tried to give it one, uh, at that time, one final shot. So with the, with the help of the state, uh, and the grant to receive the funds they had a, they had were able to put uh, I think two people on it full time at that time so I think they went back in there to reinvestigate the house brought the cadaver dogs back in and once again they hit mm-hmm. uh, for human for human but there's people living in the house Bar Miller lived in the house mm-hmm. you know now I know you'll get into it years later but a a search of the house many years later revealed some interesting tidbits of information that we'll get into, I guess, at a later time. But then there was some real interesting tidbits. Mm-hmm. But for now, the dog alerted, like, on the dirt floor of the basement. And they took samples. But again, like, it's just how many people had probably lived in the house Absolutely. from the time Barb Miller was there. I mean, she lived in the house. Two. Only two. Two. Yeah. Which is 
beyond bizarre, but <laughs> two. Yeah. From my understanding. Right. Yes. But again, the dogs alert on human, not dead human necessarily. That's the thing, though. They do. They do. Really? Yes, they do. They'll get on remains, human remains. They will. And they can tell the difference? Well, yeah. If you're in a house. Wow. Yeah. I, I did mean, not know that. Yes. So. Wow. Think about it. I mean, if you're digging in the dirt, there shouldn't be human. You shouldn't have a human alert inside a dirt floor where the dog right. digs it up. I mean, right. This is not normal. But, I mean, you know, DNA gonna... gets left on anything. On a dirt floor buried? I mean, think about it. Yeah, but really it, hard. like what it's I like, read didn't necessarily say it was buried. The dog, Just a, the on the dog, dirt floor. The dog started to dig. Okay. See, now so, that, right. yeah, that's suspicious. That I can see being suspicious. So does anything, like the same team searches the caves, they research her house. Does anything substantial like ever come out of this? Zero. That like gives them Zero. direction? Zero. Nothing. Zero. Wow. And then Dag Stark retires. So the case, it goes cold. Again. Uh, once again, gets put back on that box, back on the shelf, mm-hmm. and no more money comes in. So now you're starting to grow your city. Sunbury's starting to grow. Crime's starting to go up. And you're getting a lot of young officers who like, like, well, like especially you and 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 people of my age who are kids. Now you've got people who don't even know anything about this. Never heard of it. Nothing. They weren't even born. And now mm-hmm. they're becoming cops. Mm-hmm. They have zero interest in the case of Barb Miller. Deg Stark retired from the force in 2005, and the case went cold yet again. We'll be right back. Stay Sunbury Informed and Beyond is a motivated group that keeps Sunbury and the surrounding community updated on the area's happenings. On their Facebook page, you'll find posts that highlight events in the city as well as free promotions for local small businesses. Sunbury Informed is a group that supports the community and encourages you to do the same. Follow Stay Sunbury Informed and Beyond on Facebook. Just three years later, in 2008, a contractor was doing work on a home in Lithia Springs, Pennsylvania, a home that was once lived in by Mike Egan. The contractor reported that he had found bones under the home. After examination, it was determined that they were only cow remains. Just three years later, actually, in 2008, when a contractor was working on a home in Lithia Springs, PA, put it in perspective for people that aren't you know, PA people, where's Lithia Springs? Seven, eight miles from Sunbury. Yeah, Very like small. Very small. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's Lithia Springs is just basically like a little small community outside of, of Northumberland, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and Point Township, Pennsylvania. So it's just right there. It's yeah. So a contractor miles. is doing work on a home in Lithia Springs and the home actually was once lived in by Mike Egan. Correct. So they're doing work. They call the police and report that they found bones under this so home. So they're digging up a porch. They're digging, 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 and and one of the people that's on the ground while they're digging says, oh, my God, here's bones. And everybody says, oh, small town suspicions. Mike Egan lived here. Call the police. Call the police. But you, you're acting like that was something so crazy. Do you really think that was, like, no, crazy? No, it wasn't crazy. I agree. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. If you were, my, I mean, I, I don't, don't disagree. But do, do you honestly think that at that time, Lithia Springs was not a place that police went to in the... 
when they, during the investigation because they did they did go there they did go there they yeah, searched Lincoln about Springs. It. they didn't they, they didn't, didn't search underneath houses right they did not do any of that no but listen to me they didn't you told me that they didn't search the house of Kathy Reichenbach they didn't and that seems absurd to us now that we know how many reports that was in. So is it crazy to think that they wouldn't have searched the house in Lithia Springs? No, it's not crazy. Isn't that crazy? It's not. I, I don't disagree <laughs> with you. I don't disagree with you. And if I don't, I mean, I'm no contractor, but how how normal is it to find bones buried under a home? So <laughs> more often than you think. Really? After I, yeah, after I did my research on this and they got the bones, uh, a good... Uh, I guess pathologist or or I, that may be even wrong. It, it's it's somebody who knows the difference right away. Right, right. So they they collect them. Police come and they collect them, and and it's a media circus, and everybody's there. And oh my God, this is Bart Miller. We found Bart Miller. We found Bart Miller. Days later, it comes out to be cow bones. Imagine the roller coaster of emotions that Miller's family was going through at this time. Imagine hearing that there were bones found under Egan's former home. As devastating that it would be to find out that Barb was dead, it would have been some form of closure nonetheless. And then to find out that they were animal bones? This family took one blow after another, and yet they continue to fight for justice to this day. So it's a big... Hallelujah. Like, you were and probably then, part of that media circus that was there. Not at that time. I wasn't really? here yet. No, it was before me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was, can you imagine it was that? probably, I picked this up in 15. So that was seven years before me. Wow. So I was not there at the time. But yeah, I would have mean, I would have been standing there. I'd have been all part of that. Yeah. Can you imagine though, like what? Like, what her family was thinking at that time. Everybody was excited. Everybody was thrilled. Everybody thinks, here we go. Yeah. You know, and... and like, we finally have answers. Sure. And then a couple days later... Sure. And that else. would have only been part one. Had you found it, that would have only been part one. Right. You know what then I mean? you got to find out how they got there. But being buried under Mike Egan's home, you would have had some kind of direction as to, like, where to go from there. But it led nowhere. They, they were cow remains. That's all. That's all they got out of it. We'll be back after this. Chris Reese is not your average insurance agent. He's your neighbor. He's a coach for your child's sports team. He is the loyal customer of your local small business. Chris Reese is an insurance agent who wants to support you as well as your community. He wants to help protect you from the risks of everyday life while also helping you realize your dreams. Offering personal and small business insurance as well as financial services, Chris Reese, State Farm Insurance Agent, for more information, call 570-495-4556 or email chris at sunburyinsurance.com. In 2009, investigators received information regarding the property on 715 North Front Street in Milton, Pennsylvania. At the time of Miller's disappearance, this home was owned by late Northumberland County Judge Samuel Rank and was lived in by Kathy Reichenbach, Mike Egan's sister. In 2009, police were told that there was not enough evidence to search this property. So, in 2009, investigators get information regarding the property, 715 North Front Street in Milton. 
we've talked about this house before. That's the house that was lived in by Kathy Reichenbach, who's a sister of Mike Egan, was owned by Northumberland County Judge Sam Rank. So the police get some kind of information about this house, but still, in 2009, police are told that there's not enough evidence to search the property. That's the one we were talking about earlier, and that's yeah. that's the issue. So yes, it is in police reports, and I believe the police, Sunbury Police at the time had said, what do we do here? Because this is a freaking judge's house. Right. And I think they took it and, and... But this is 20 years later. I mean, I... I don't know. I was, I was still alive. Guy, the legacy guy was there. Yeah. Family. I mean, and people just said, we're not going into this house. Uh, wow. And was it a mistake? Probably. Was it? I mean. I mean, this it, house has been in reports since the beginning. Since the beginning. And nobody went there. And until, nobody went. Until 2016 or 2017. Yeah. That's nobody like went there. some small town. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it with all respect to, I mean, my grandfather was a judge. I have the, I have the utmost respect for judges and for attorneys, Sure, but you that's know. like the good old boys. Sure. But you, that's don't, a good but old you boys. don't know. I mean, we're nobody, nobody, and I've never seen this reported. I would never have reported it. It just, nobody would have said, okay, well, this judge knew about that. How would right. he know? It's a rented house. You right. don't know what goes which, on. You which could makes own seven it even, properties, but you don't know. Right. Which makes it even crazier so, to think that they wouldn't have just gone there. Like maybe, the judge maybe, didn't live maybe, in the house. Maybe uh, Mr. Rank had no idea that right. this was in police reports. Maybe if they would have called Mr. Rank, maybe they did call him and he said, don't go anywhere near our property. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. We'll never right. know. But maybe they never called him. And if they would have, maybe just said, get in there and get in there and see what's in there. Right. We don't. You'll it's never. just crazy to think they wouldn't have even. You'll never know. Wow. You'll never know. This house would come up again eight years later. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Next week, we will get even further into this case. Specifically, we're going to be talking about when former Sunbury Police Chief Tim Miller took over the case. Tim worked through many obstacles and made big strides in this investigation. I just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone that has been listening to this show for the past couple weeks, and to those of you who are just joining us today. We've received a ton of support for this show, and it seriously means so much to me. You have no idea. The show has already hit over 1,000 downloads, which is just bigger than I ever could have imagined. So if you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow the show wherever you've been listening to it. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Harv Productions LLC, and please, please, please share us with your friends. Produced by Harv Productions, LLC.